Hello and welcome to I Got That One, a University Challenge Appreciation Podcast presented by me, Tom, and me, Ivan, and it's our predictions episode. Yay! Yay! Well, we threatened it, and at long last, we have to deliver because we only have the specials going on right now. Yeah, there are ten of them. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. And apparently, they are. Fine, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, so it's the first of our two planned special episodes this holiday season. I was known as we have to keep this going somehow while we wait for it to begin again properly. Yes. So we're going to start off talking about predictions. Now we'll address the elephant in the room here. Birkbeck and Open have not played yet. Mm. So we have nine teams going into our quarterfinals right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So as such, uh, we're going to do the best we can with what we have. So we're not going to be able to say specifically, oh, these are the four that will be knocked out in the quarterfinals. These two will be knocked out in the semifinals. And mm. these are the two we'll see in the final. We're just going to say, looking at their strengths, their weaknesses, what do we think is the best that we can see out of this team? Exactly. And as always, because, you know, we have to remember that we have to be nice to people. Yeah. That we are not saying that this team is bad because they're getting knocked down the quarterfinals. We just think that given the very strong field that we have going into the last eight. Yeah. It's going to be tough. And of course, there are always going to be people who don't quite make it through. They have done phenomenally well. Every single team to have come through to this stage so far. Yeah. And, you know, this time they're going to be being up against teams just as strong as they are. Or so, stronger even. Or stronger even. So the, the nature of the team strategies might change as well. So there's a lot of unknowns as well. So we're kind of going on, you know, past data, things we've talked about before, what we've seen before, and try to come up with as best predictions as we can. We might be completely off the mark. Who knows? We might well be. Mm. I mean, it's not the first time that we've been off the mark. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, let's begin. And also, yeah, just one last thing. Um, Any current player who's listening to this, don't hold that against us if we're... (laughs) If we don't think you're going through to the final. Yeah, I don't think they will. They seem like nice people. Yeah, right? they'll know where we're coming from. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, let's talk about the ones which I think has been on a lot of people's minds. Imperial. Mm-hmm. Notably, they lost their first round against yeah. Ref Clyde, but mm-hmm. then managed to win in the best scoring losers. And then were very comfortable in the first of the second round matches against St. Andrews. Yep, so they've not been the highest scoring team necessarily in this competition, but we've got Korn, who is the third highest scoring player this season. Indeed. Uh, second most was Webb, who was yes. knocked out. Yeah. And the first most was Williams of Blackback. Yeah, who we'll get to a little bit later. Exactly. Um, so Imperial as a whole, they have the 10th highest average score. Mm-hmm. So looking at that, you know, you, having one specific player who's got, you know, third highest individual score, but then as a team coming in only 10th, we see a little bit of a gap between, you know, one individual player versus team as a whole, which we, we've seen in the past um, may not bode very well. As we saw with Corpus Christi just uh, last time. Indeed. Now, I would say that the Imperial team as a whole, they're not, you know, entirely reliant on Cone. They all have their strengths and they yeah. definitely get involved when it comes to the bonus rounds. Yes. However, the bonus rounds are only one part of it. Mm-hmm. Part of the strategy which teams need to have going forward is a good buzzing strategy. Yeah. And you can't rely on just one player because what if they've had an off day? What mm. if something else is going on and something doesn't yeah. quite work out? Like we had, again, we keep on referring to where because it happened last week. But Yeah, that's a classic example. Yeah, that's just a, a very classic example of something's not quite clicking. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the team uh, as a whole, however, has been growing stronger. For sure. Yeah, so Raman, Wong, um, Mara. Yeah, have all been, I think, buzzing a little bit more, contributing a little bit more. Absolutely. So that's a good sign. They're kind of on an upward trend. 
So having putting all that together, uh, I would say one thing we do need to think about is weaknesses that some yeah. teams have. And I think that even though we've seen them play three times and there's been time to, you know, work on the strengths and weaknesses, there has been improvement. Mm-hmm. I still think that there's certain arts topics where there is still a bit of a weakness. I think so, yep going in mm. and if you're aware of it and you work on it that's great but it's definitely if it's something that happens twice now yeah or three times in this case there's mm. a mm, and we've seen we've seen out. some other teams that are very strong on their art subjects absolutely yeah yeah so our prediction for imperial is semi-finals semi-finals i would say i think that if they get a decent team to play against then they're gonna struggle a little bit if they have one who we think is maybe not quite as strong then we'll see but i think on average we'll see semi-finals but i don't think we're gonna have another imperial final yeah personally Mm -hmm. so moving on we have balio now this is an interesting one because if you had asked me after the first round do you think balio has what it takes (laughs) i would have gone I don't know, maybe I, they were pretty good against Claire, but yeah. it wasn't anything breathtaking. Yeah. And then we saw them play against St. John's. Mm. And it was almost a different team. Yeah, our socks were thoroughly knocked off. Absolutely, especially O'Connor coming out of nowhere to become one of the strongest individual players in the season. Yep, so he's actually scored our fourth highest um, individual score on average this season. Yeah, and the team has the sixth highest average team score. Yeah, so a much smaller gap this time between the individual and the team as a whole which is a good thing yeah and also we have to remember that whilst it's very easy to say oh this person has buzzed nine times ten times yeah they're obviously the one carrying the team but mm. if you look at the conferring which is much easier this season we can't say that about bilial exactly yeah you know Craver and schofield are constantly constantly talking all the time constantly yeah. giving correct meaningful information quickly exactly. efficiently yeah very strong cohesion in yeah. the team and even though they played a reserve the mm. last time Tomasi he didn't really buzz but he was definitely part of the conversation yeah. in several of the rounds and I think contributed towards getting the score that they did mm-hmm. and we also thought that Baliol had no obvious weaknesses right yeah mm. there's nothing where we thought ooh they're gonna struggle if that comes up again yeah even once where they looked like they struggled I think they were very good at their deductive reasoning that was very strong yeah yeah and they were able to say okay so we know this so it wasn't just guessing and kind of shooting in the dark it was just it was really very reasoned like you the said the Russian round for example that was yeah that was impressive. phenomenal uh, yeah just okay let's think about this logically we know what these letters are this is what we think this is so this is what the Russian word would be okay this is what the transition might possibly be yeah phenomenal mm-hmm. in a time crunchy round that is very very impressive exactly so our prediction for Belial is I think this is a finalist I think it's a finalist quite too. quite possibly I think we're going to see a Belial in the final mm-hmm. and I think it'll be a good match if they do because they became definitely one we go, oh, we should be watching on to this one. Yeah. So up next, we've got King's College London. Okay, this is going to be tough because I'll say this up front. I really love King's College London. Yeah. They are so much fun. I think they are the most charismatic team currently mm. in the competition. I think so. We've had some very nice personalities from there. Yeah, because it's not just how lovable Sam Jackson is, but I think <laughs> that he really works well with Triggs yeah. and Sue. And yeah, they're we, very fun to watch. Yeah. There's just a nice cohesion going on. Mm. Unfortunately, sometimes it feels like they got here not because they know the stuff, but they're very lucky with their guesses. Yeah, yeah. Considering how often Jackson seems surprised that he got the correct answer. <laughs> and maybe it's, you know, 5D chess psychological warfare that he's playing yeah. on the opposite team, but he always goes, Oh, really? Oh, yeah. all right. And that shows a little bit because uh, no one in the team broke into the top 10 for yeah. highest individual points. Um, but the team as a whole are seventh highest in terms of average team score. Which is 
pretty it's good. good. It's very good. Yeah. But since we're going into the quarterfinals, that mm. when you're getting below sixth or seventh, then it's you have to get... ask if that's enough, right? Yeah. Um, and there are some glaring weaknesses in certain subjects. Like we found out, for example, geography. Geography is definitely a weakness. Um, literature, to some extent, as well. Yeah. Charles Dickens. <laughs> so we personally feel like. Uh, we're only going to see Kings one more time and they'll be a quarter finalist. Yep. Again, we have to reiterate, they've done phenomenally well together at that point mm-hmm. and they have to be applauded no matter what. Yeah, I think we take it as everyone that's made it to this point, they are phenomenal teams. It's just that, you know, only some can progress to semis and finals. So no hard feelings. Yeah, you're already in the 1% of the 1% of university <laughs> teams yeah. pretty much at this yeah, point. So yeah. now it's... You pat yourself on the back. It's regardless. almost arbitrary any point further I would say alright so fourth up we have Durham another one where charismatic team very fun to watch here I think that they have what is their strength is that they're a good all-rounded team yes that they complement each other in terms of the knowledge that they have and Mm. they work very well together yeah yeah so they had a bit of a slow start in both their (laughs) matches a little bit yeah but then unstoppable when the ball gets rolling that's really their strength is where once they finally start going about six or seven minutes in yeah it's very hard to stop that train. Yeah, so my question then is, is it enough to gain your confidence halfway through or do you already need to start with a certain level of confidence? Like, can you, can you afford to have a slow start anymore? Yeah, it's tough. And I think that you can't have just the one strategy when it comes into these mm-hmm. kind of games. You need to be able to adapt under pressure. Which, and to the other team that you're playing as well. Yeah, which another team we'll talk about did demonstrate. Very well. So with Durham, I'm not sure. We actually have a bit of a split on this. Yeah, so I mean, when it comes to also um, highest average individual score, um, no one on the team makes the top 10 on the leaderboard, but they come in ninth um, for highest average team score. So, you know, not as good as some other teams we've seen, but still not bad, breaking into the top 10. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely no sludges on the team, Mm. but there's definitely no, you know, I would say goats going (laughs) in the... So, so, yeah, I was split, basically. I predict that Durham would make it to the quarters. Well, I think they have just about what it takes to get to the semifinals, mm. but I'm not going to put money on it, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so up next, we have Warwick. Yes, um... I mean, there's not a great deal to say about them other than I think that this is one of the strongest teams in a competition right now. I think so too. And... It goes down to two things. One is that they have two phenomenal players, mm-hmm. Route and Braid. They're both in the highest average uh, individual scores. Yeah. yeah. So they are. So Warwick is actually one of the only two um, teams that we've seen with two members making the highest individual scores. Indeed. Right. So Route and Braid. And also they have the second highest average team score, which is which is phenomenal. The only time they had any real weaknesses was in the first round, mm-hmm. where they seem to not really know their contemporary art stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. They improved upon that in the second round, so they can prove that they know what to look at and yeah. what to get better at. But I think what gives them the edge mm. is that Route might well be the strongest captain in the competition. Yeah, I completely agree. Because he is almost a ruthless levels of efficient. <laughs> he is. Uh, he says, do you have an idea? No, 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 pass. Yeah. And it's just that, that time-saving efficiency, which mm. I think it might clinch the few extra points, which is yeah, and all that you need. As we've seen some other captains, very good players, but, you know, tend to be a little bit slow when they come to conferring, when they come to 
to making you know final decisions. So having someone like Rout as a captain could be the key um, in facing some of these other strong teams. I think so. So yeah, honestly, these are definitely finalists. I feel. I, I think so too. I feel like it's definitely a 60-70% chance. Mm. They might even win this one, honestly. Mm. Yeah, I think because so. Because there's a chance, yeah. I was blown away just by how strong the entire team is. Yeah. Of course, Rao and Braid mm. are one of the highest average players, but all four of them, you know, they are tour de force when they get going. Yeah. Uh, then a slightly change of pace, um, Strathclyde. Yes. So Strathclyde comes in with um, Welch having the ninth highest average individual score. Indeed. He's very, he was very good in the first round, especially. Yeah, yeah. However, um, Strathclyde also makes it to one of the lowest team scores um, Lowest combined seen. scores when they faced against Manchester. Yeah, so for a quarter finalist, that's not a very strong showing. Yeah, and mm. it's not that they're they're particularly bad, especially uh, when they start waking up and get the ball moving. They could yeah. be good, pretty good, but they have some real, real weaknesses when it comes to art and uh, cultural stuff. Yeah, music, geography, definitely. Yeah, both both times when they had a music round. No points at all. Mm. And whilst the first time was fun because eh, they don't know Atlanta-based hip-hop, but then yeah. opera is a classic of university challenge. Yeah. If you're not preparing your opera, then you are fundamentally missing out a part of what makes university challenge university challenge. Yeah, I agree with you. And they take a very long time conferring. Yeah. And I just feel like that's not good enough when mm. it comes to quarterfinals. Mm. So we, we've not really seen the strategy really change up. Yeah, in, the, in that we've seen them play, you know, kind of in the same way. So unless we see them really change strategies um, in the upcoming rounds, then our prediction is quarterfinals. Honestly. And I honestly feel like in some regards, they're a bit lucky with their match against Manchester. Mm. I feel like there was something wrong with the Manchester team as well, which let them... Um, kind of cinch it there because yeah. I think if we had first round Manchester we would have had a very different uh, outcome mm-hmm. moving on uh, Maudlin Cambridge yeah now they're the ones we saw most recently mm-hmm. they're the ones who undid the web as it were <laughs> yes they did and here's another team which took a little bit of time to get yeah. going mm. also against uh, University College yeah they were a little bit slow to start but then they have the longest streak of answers yes uh, so far in the competition yep also the fifth highest average average team score yeah which is nothing to scoff at and they managed this without having a team member in the highest individual scores mm. so i think that that actually points to very solid team cohesion absolutely you know, no not particularly any breakout star player but as a team they've actually you know done very very well yeah and what we especially saw against Corpus was that they were able to change their strategy somewhat exactly. to fit the people they're playing against. Yes. Where they realized, oh, to combat web, we just have to be slightly faster on the buzzer because mm. if he has a chance to buzz, nine times out of ten, he's going to get it. So we have to get there just before. Yes, yes. And so they even risked a few interruptions. Yeah. Uh, but they did it well, I think. So they're a very agile team and they're very strong as well. And uh, yeah, the ability to, to change their strategy actually would give them an edge. And I think that they're also a very consistent team uh they got fairly equivalent scores in both rounds Mm -hmm. so i think this is another one where we'll see them go to the semi-finals yes agreed i think that they're strong enough consistent enough cohesive enough to you know see off any challenges Mm -hmm. and now we have the two teams that haven't played yet yes so but who really impressed us in their first round both of these are amazing teams in the first Mm. round but we've not seen whether they can follow it up or if it was a one-off fluke because remember St Andrews blew us away in the first round and Mm. then what happened in the second round same with Manchester Manchester had probably the strongest opening four questions in the season getting 100 points in 
four yeah. minutes. And what we've said before is that Bergpack and Open being uh, mature teams, maybe, you know, being going to university and working in the middle of a pandemic, having to kind of change up their lifestyles or adapt their lifestyles to different circumstances. Um, they've done that before. They're probably used to it. So doing this now um, in the middle of a pandemic, they might have more experience um, doing it well. So that might give them an edge over other younger teams. For sure. I think this is where that will really come to shine, especially Open, because mm. the emphasis is on part-time lifelong learning yeah that's their entire mission statement although Birkbeck also have that mission because all of their lectures are in the evening because yeah. they're you know a working man's college is their mission statement mm-hmm. so so Birkbeck uh, Williams has the highest average individual score this entire series and they also have the highest uh, individual team score highest average team score also highest team score because yeah. they've only played one round yeah yeah which is, you know, that's the, the best statistic for a team so far. Yeah, and also, grain of salt, they did play against Reading, who only managed to score 50 points and seemed yeah. to really be out of their depths. Mm. They nearly got 300 points in the first round, which is mm. truly outstanding. Yeah, which is, you know, possibly, you know, it makes it very hard then to predict because they played against a team that only scored 50 points. It's very hard to tell how Birkbeck will do against some of the other very strong teams we've seen. Yeah, so all we can use as their first match, but my God, what a first match that was. It was, On yeah. paper, definitely the strongest team out there. Yeah, Williams, also a very strong captain, nominated often, uh, passed decisively as well. Yeah, definitely, I would say second or third strongest team captain, for sure. I think so. And definitely the hall is greater than some of their parts, and those are some really high-quality parts they have going into that machine. Mm-hmm. So my prediction um, is that Birkbeck will make it to the semis. However, Tom... I'm unwilling to commit mm. just because of these factors and I got burnt by the St. Andrews uh, stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a bit more hesitant to really commit. Mm, that's fair. Whereas with Open, I'm a bit more uh, open because they played against Lenica who were, you know, a best scoring loser. They were, yeah. They were a much better competitor. They had to fight a bit more for their place. Yeah. Which so, they still won very comfortably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Open comes in with 8th Highest average um, individual score for Randall. Mm-hmm. And then overall third highest average team score. Yes. Again, this is just from one match. Mm. But it's an impressive uh, statistic nonetheless. Yeah. Don't seem to have any glaring weaknesses in any area. No, this is another team where you can see that everyone knows enough and then they complement each other. Yeah. For example, in some conferring... Mm. Um, we saw that Maglin would uh, kind of sit back and say, I'm not taking part if he doesn't know anything. He's not wasting time by going, mm, I don't know. He's yeah. like, I can't uh, take part. Uh, talk over me. Yeah, so is that maybe that confidence and experience that comes with age. Yeah, and I think it's definitely Randall being a good team captain helps for here. Sure. For sure. For sure. But it's important to remember that Lamb and Taylor also uh, pulled their weight and then some when mm. it came to their questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, I personally think that we will definitely see you into the quarters. I think we could see open into the finals. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Um, I think it depends on the matchups. I'm being a bit more conservative just because we have seen so many semifinals worthy teams that I'm thinking in my head. So of the ones we've already said are going to be in semifinals, who would I knock out in place for open? And I can't make the space in my head. Yeah. Is the only reason I'm saying quarterfinals. But I think it'll be a close one mm. to get through that. It's just a shame that it's going to be a Birkbeck open uh, last of the second I know, round matches. I know. Because so. both of those 
teams definitely deserve to be in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Hell, even in the semifinals mm. because they are phenomenal to watch and it's proof that you don't need to be a young uni student to make it in this competition. Yeah, so for the last two predictions, you know, anything could happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, we, we feel like this is potentially how far they could go. So we'll just have to wait and see. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, please, uh, if you have your own predictions, if you think that we're full of it, do <laughs> write in. Uh, you can write to us on Twitter on uh, ICTO2 is our handle. Yeah. Otherwise, you can send us an email at ictopodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and we're also on Instagram as ICTO or I got that one. Exactly. So you could send us uh, various Instagram stories. Um, we do not have a TikTok yet because yeah. we are elderly individuals who don't understand <laughs> the thing these kids are into these days. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we hope you enjoyed our predictions episode. Yeah, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week where we have something special planned. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.